Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate Brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing you the 346th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some that are legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our special guest tonight is, believe it or not, Bob Ripley. But before we introduce the famous cartoonist Bob Ripley, let's begin with Real One. Portrait of a Rivalry. Many years ago, shortly after the turn of the century, there occurred one of the greatest sports rivalries this country has ever seen. It was a rivalry between two great champions. One was named Dan Patch. The other was named John R. Braden. Dan Patch came from Minneapolis, while John R. Braden came from Presque Isle, Maine. Both were great runners, both were great track stars, and both set record after record. But Dan Patch in Minneapolis and John Braden in Presque Isle, Maine were in a class all by themselves. And since they were forever breaking each other's records, even though one did live in Minneapolis and the other in faraway Presque Isle, Maine, the public began to clamor for these two track stars to be brought together. And arrangements were finally made for a race between these two. After their first race, they ran against each other many times. Sometimes John Braden would win. Sometimes Dan Patch would win. Their rivalry became so famous that their hometowns of Presque Isle, Maine, and Minneapolis bet hundreds of thousands of dollars on each one of them whenever these two sports rivals raced each other, with Minneapolis naturally backing Dan Patch and Presque Isle, Maine naturally backing John Braden, for each city was very proud of its own sports star. Finally, however, their racing days were over. Dan Patch prepared to return to his home in Minneapolis, while John Braden got ready to go back to his home in Presque Isle, Maine. Dan Patch was the first of these two rivals to return home. And the day Dan Patch came back to his native city of Minneapolis, they met him at the railroad station. And the mayor of Minneapolis made a speech at that station in which he said, Citizens of Minneapolis, today we are here to pay our tribute to a great Minneapolis sports star, Dan Patch. And in his honor, I declare today to be a legal holiday. And 
I'm privileged to announce that officials of this great railroad, the Minneapolis, St. Paul, Rochester, and Dubuque, told me that from now on, this railroad will be officially called the Dan Patch Line. And that railroad has been called the Dan Patch Line ever since. It bears that name today, named after a great sports star. Certainly, Dan Patch had every right to be proud. A legal holiday declared in his honor, and a railroad named after him. However, the welcome that was given to Dan Patch when he returned to his home in Minneapolis was no greater than the welcome which was given to his rival, John Braden, when John went back to his home in Presque Isle, Maine. For they called a town meeting to welcome John home, and at this town meeting in John Braden's honor, the mayor of Presque Isle said, We're here to welcome home John R. Braden. He's brought great honor to our city of Presque Isle. And I want to announce that he's made a great deal of money in sports. And all of this money is being given to our city so that we may have a new hospital, a new courthouse, and a new city hall. Certainly no athlete ever did more for a city than did John R. Braden. The money that he had made in sports rebuilt the city of Presque Isle, Maine. In fact, his money built so many buildings for Presque Isle that when John R. Braden died in 1922, that city erected a tremendous statue to his memory. And that's the story of a great sports rivalry that made both sports stars famous. John R. Braden's money rebuilt the city of Presque Isle, Maine, while his rival, Dan Patch from Minneapolis, became so famous that they named a railroad after him. Yeah, that's the story of Dan Patch and John R. Braden, sports rivals who both made history. But there's a strange ending to this story. For you see, Dan Patch and John R. Braden, these great sports rivals, were not men. No. No, they were both horses. Profile of two famous horses who made history. Real two. Gene Sarazen is one of the greatest players in the game of golf. And great is Gene Sarazen's word for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, for he recently wrote me. Dear Bill, I'll never forget the first morning I used Colgate Brushless. I said to myself, though it softens my whiskers, huh? And lets my razor shave close and clean without snagging? Maybe. But it was no maybe. My face came out of that shave feeling like a million bucks. So, Bill, I'm writing to tell you that everything you said about Colgate Brushless Shave Cream came true for me. Signed, Gene Sarazen. It stars like Gene Sarazen who made Colgate Brushless a shave cream of champions. Because Colgate Brushless is a light, fluffy cream. Get that? It's not heavy and greasy. And being light and fluffy, it's easier to spread, easier to work into the base of the beard. Even tough, wiry whiskers shave easy. The razor glides through, not over them, snaring them off close and clean with nary a snag or a pull. Then, too, Colgate Brushless stays moist and active, clear through your shave. And finally, my friends, being light and fluffy, not greasy or heavy... Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off in a flash. If it doesn't, just send the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern. Care of Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and I'll see to it that you get double your money back. So, go get yourself a nine-ounce jumbo jar of Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, tonight. Real three. Profile of a legend. This is a legend. Or should I say, this is a tale that's so fantastic that it's almost incredible. However, this story is told to me is so intensely interesting that it becomes a fascinating story. And for that reason only, I'd like to pass it along to you, for this is the story of Jack Sorry. Jack Sorry was quite a sports celebrity. He was a very fast runner, an excellent hunter, and a good swimmer. But our story actually begins back in 1942, 
when Jack Sorry tried to get into the Army. At first, the Army was willing to take Jack Sorry because of his athletic ability, but, but they finally had to turn him down because Jack Sorry was over age. The night the Army rejected Jack Sorry, he was in Boston. It was November the 28th of 1942, and because his friends knew that he was sad because he'd been rejected by the Army that day, they decided to take him with them to a big party that was being given that night. They all went to a nightclub. First, Jack Sorry didn't want to go in, but he finally did. That nightclub was Boston's Coconut Grove, and Jack Sorry was in that nightclub that night. When? When a horrible fire broke out. In that fire, over 450 people were killed. But Jack Sorry walked out alive. Jack Sorry wasn't heard from again until three weeks ago, when a friend of his tried to get him into a certain Chicago hotel. They were just about to be refused when the hotel clerk said to Jack Sorry's friend, Wait a minute. Maybe I can give you and your friend a room at that. We just had one room vacated. Yeah, an army colonel and his wife had just been arrested by the police. Seems they stole the royal jewels of Germany worth over a million dollars. Just give me a chance to get the room cleaned up. And so, three weeks ago, Jack Sorry was lucky enough to be able to stay in a certain Chicago hotel. Lucky? That hotel was Chicago's LaSalle Hotel. And that night, at exactly 12.37 a.m., a horrible fire broke out. It was first discovered in an elevator shaft in the basement. In that fire, 60 people were killed. But Jack Sorry walked out alive. One week later, Jack Sorry found himself alone in Dubuque, Iowa. And, as usual, he had trouble getting a place to sleep. Finally, he wound up in one of Dubuque's hotels, the Canfield Hotel, true... True, they had no room to give him, but they did let him sleep in the lobby. That night in Dubuque, as it had in Chicago, at exactly 12.37 a.m., a horrible fire broke out. It was first discovered in an elevator shaft in the basement. In that fire, 16 people were killed. But Jack Sorry walked out alive. Strange, isn't it? That Jack Sorry, within a period of one week, should be in two different hotel fires in two different cities that both started at exactly the same hour in the same place? And remember, Jack Sorry was also in the famous Boston nightclub fire. Yeah, that's the story of Jack Sorry, who gained his fame first as an athlete, but is now far more famous because he's lived through three of the worst fires in recent history. But amazingly enough, he never did see any one of those fires because Jack Sorry is blind. He's been blind for several years, ever since somebody accidentally set off a box of matches in his face. And lest you think that Jack Sorry had anything to do with these three mysterious fires he was in, let me tell you that he didn't. He couldn't have. Because, you see, Jack Sorry is a dog. But the most amazing part of this whole story is that this dog, Jack Sorry, who lived through three of the worst fires in history and who was himself blinded by matches, was owned by the great-grandson. He was owned by the great-grandson of the very man who invented the safety match profile. Of a legend. Real four. In just a moment, we'll present our special guest, believe it or not, Bob Ripley. But first, here is Charles F. McCarthy. It's light and fluffy, men. Yes, Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, is light and fluffy, not greasy, gummy, or gooey. Colgate Brushless is rich and active, stays moist, and takes the fight out of the toughest whiskers. It's made especially for you men with wiry whiskers and dry, tender skin. It lets your razor glide through, not over the stubble, without a snag or pull. And at the finish, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off fast because it's light and fluffy, not greasy or gummy. 
Pleasant shaving performance assures with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. If not, you can get double your money back. And now, to Bill Stern and Bob Ripley. Real five. Colgate's camera close-up of Bob Ripley. Here's the most famous cartoonist in the world, Bob Ripley's Believe It or Not drawings appear in over 325 newspapers throughout the world. And they are read by over 80 million people every single day. So here he is in person, ladies and gentlemen, the creator of Believe It or Not, the famous Bob Ripley. Good evening, Bill. Evening, Bob. Let's have some Believe It or Not, if you don't mind, about sports stars. Okay, uh, did you know that a ball player named Rye, playing for Waco, Texas, once hit three home runs in a single inning? No, I didn't know that. Bob. And Believe It or Not, one of the roughest of all sports, the sports of boxing, was invented by a kindly old priest, St. Bernardine. Oh, keep right on going, Bob. And the man who invented the sport of bowling was a man only 18 inches tall. 18 inches tall? Yes. And the man who wrote the great song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, Jack Norworth, never even saw a ball game. <laughs> well, speaking of games, Bob, how's about the game of golf? Well, there's a man named Tommy McAuliffe, who is a very fine golfer, despite the fact that he has no arms. That is amazing. How's about horse racing? Well, horse racing, uh, let me tell you about a horse named Mopar. The only survivor from a shipwreck at sea, this horse, then swam 40 miles to land, and one month later, the same horse won England's biggest race, the British Grand National. Well, how's about the sport of tennis, Bob? Well, the tennis champion of Utica not so long ago was a man with only one leg. Hmm. But say, Bill, how about those stories you told tonight about the, the two racehorses that made history? Well, as far as I know, Bob, they're factual stories. John R. Braden and Dan Patch were both famous trotting horses. One did make the money to rebuild part of a city while a railroad is named after the other horse. But, Bob, of all your believe-it-or-nots in sports, which one of all of them do you think is the most incredible? Well, uh, I'll say this one. Do you know that the world's record for the standing high kick, eight feet six inches, is held by a man who couldn't walk? And his name, believe it or not, was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Bob Ripley. That's the 3 mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening will be one of this nation's most famous men, Mr. Orson Welles. So be sure and be with us at our usual time next Friday night when we present in person as our special guest, the famous movie and radio star Orson Welles. See you then. Until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday evening at this very same time, when we greet you with our special guest, Orson Welles, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports, he rose the inside dope, he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, there is still a war on. Yes, a war of supply. This country is short of industrial fat. And that's why, for one thing, there is an acute shortage of soap. So please save all the used kitchen fat you can. Sell it to your butcher for four cents a pound. For where there's fat, there's soap. Listen to Bill Stern again at the same time next Friday when he will have as a special guest Orson Welles. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.